All right, Shane, listo, ¿sí? Ahora sí. Let's do this. Let's do this, sir. All right, so, Shane Martinez. Nice to meet you. Nice, you nice meeting me. you. No, thank you for coming. Um, like I was telling you earlier, when I DM you and you reply within a couple of hours, I'm like, <gasps> I wasn't <laughs> expecting that, uh, especially like like I was telling you, this is episode one. Mm -hmm. So It's an honor. Uh, no, no, thank you so much. I mean, I wasn't expecting you to respond or, or maybe say, you know what, maybe when you have a couple down the line mm -hmm. to see what type of questions yeah. you ask, what if I'm a, a spy for Robert uh -huh. Samaniego? Yeah, you no. don't know that, right? No, or you, know what, Samaniego. you know what, when you had, when we had talked, uh -huh. the whole shutdown started happening again, the second shutdown. And that was like, I like, put all my plans yeah. like erased everything and focused on the business you know no and of course and then when that happened i'm like okay of yeah. course we i mean and then i i see you all over the news uh, -huh. uh your wife and yourself very busy uh -huh. with uh what was happening but then i'm like oh then for sure we have to yeah, uh, yeah. have to come uh, yeah. have a conversation with them so thank uh -huh. you so much you. let me tell you a little bit about the the purpose of this podcast And that is just to highlight, uh, and not only highlight, but also share the stories of people making a positive impact mm -hmm. in this community. Nice. Um, I'll be honest with you, when I opened this business, this hair salon, I opened about um, a year and a, a couple of months ago, mm -hmm. I had a plan of having kind of like a networking event with business owners, but from this area, the uh, networking events that I usually see, mm -hmm. it's from all over and of course it's good, but mm -hmm. I wanted to not only just meet someone, But I wanted to see if we had kind of like a workforce of, okay, we're on this zip code, all of us in this area. Mm -hmm. Like, what can I help you with? Yes. What can you help me with? Uh -huh. And then later on, because of shutdown, I, I, I was listening to a yeah. lot of podcasts, um, especially from Monterrey, Mexico. And I was like, hey, there's a lot of talent. There's wow. a lot of things going uh -huh. on around that. It sucks that here in El Paso, there's, uh, maybe there's not a lot of people doing things for the community. But there is mm -hmm. like the, the truth is there is once yeah. you start checking once you once you start seeing what's yeah. around you're like oh okay mm -hmm. so i wanted to this be kind of like a forum That's a really uh, again to highlight those people um and also to kind of like share the stories mm -hmm. of of what is it that they did to become i'm not gonna say successful but definitely someone that makes an impact mm -hmm. in your case definitely can say both but also an impact in, in our community, right? Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you as well, this is a great excuse for me to network with great individuals mm -hmm. such as yourself Thank you. to get best practices, not only for my business, but for my personal life. Mm -hmm. So once again, I just wanna say um, thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. No, of course. So, senor, let's get started. Um, I've been following you um, for a while now. Um, I watched a podcast that you did for Uh, Edward Beck. Mm -hmm. I follow him on Instagram, by the way. I mean, on uh, Facebook. Facebook. Uh, he accepted my, my uh, what is it called? My request. request. Yes. He doesn't know who I am. Yeah. You know, but then uh, that, that just, I was just thinking about it, kind of like the impact that we don't even know yes. that can cause, for example, yeah. this interview. And in, in that case, uh -huh. when he did that podcast, I don't remember how long ago that was. But that, I'm like, oh, that's so cool on his side doing mm -hmm. that. And also, oh my God, like, I really, uh, I think I can uh kind of like ask you some follow-up questions mm -hmm. your story was uh really neat mm -hmm. your personality like oh for sure mm -hmm. you know and maybe when when they're doing that or or in this case that i'm gonna have maybe a couple views all of them from my mom by the way most likely <laughs> uh and myself but you know who we're gonna impact right yes. um and if if um best case scenario worst case scenario you already have impacted me uh big time oh, uh I'll, I'll, i want to share a quick story before mm -hmm. we get started with the interview mm -hmm. So, 
when you first got into the hair salon, right, when we were just prepping, I was prepping the camera, I was prepping my stuff, I was telling you just that, oh, you know what, I, I really follow Lucha Libre, and it's kind of like my goal to have Cinta de Oro uh, on the mm -hmm. podcast, and you're like, oh, I know this guy, let me call him right now, and you were talking yeah. to me like, hey, by the way, here's this person that, yeah. uh, the Zuna podcast, and and, yeah. and, and um, he would like to have you here, mm -hmm. and he, not that he agreed, because it wasn't official, but like, he was open to yeah. the idea, and I'm like, oh my God, it just, that's kind of like the reason why mm -hmm. I, I'm doing doing this podcast mm -hmm. and it worked before even starting mm -hmm. so thank you again yes. so with that sir um again i've been following for a while tell me a little bit of a quick bio uh brief um intro into who shane martinez uh -huh. is well i grew up in juarez mm -hmm. 18 years but i went to school here in el paso almost all my life after third grade uh, make a long story short i played football went to college played football there uh came back to utip after two years i was like this football thing is not happening um i started doing personal training while i was going to school uh going to utip criminal justice and i graduated got a job like a nine to five job and i just felt like empty like voided i was in a little cubicle for three years and i was just like feeling like when i was a personal trainer i was making more of an impact on the person you just feel like they're life-changing and when I was there in the finance department, just looking at bank contracts, I'm like, I'm not making an impact on anybody. And I would just daydream on how my life was when I was making an impact on somebody. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go back to personal training. Like, I don't know, just crazy. I'm going to just start treating it like a business instead of a job, you know? So I started doing it again and it just took off. Why? Because I feel like I appreciated it more because I had, you know, lost it for three years. And... When you're passionate about something, do the job you love and you'll never work a day in your life, you know? And for the first time in my life, I go smiling to work and I leave smiling. You know what I mean? Like to me, it's not a job. Like somebody tells me, don't you get tired of opening the gym at 4 a.m.? I'm like, no, I'm actually like smiling when I'm driving. And I was like, wow. You know what I mean? That's when you know that you found your passion. Wow. Now, the I, I wanted to bring up the kind of like I wanted to ask you questions. When, how how is it that you started? Because uh, well, when you started uh, your training, well, mm -hmm. your trainer career. How long were you a trainer, mm -hmm. by the way? Well, before being yeah, your gym, I've been, you still you know a trainer. I've been doing it since I was nineteen, and I'm forty right now, on and off eighteen years. And um, I started personal training, and every gym that I go to, I just would find stuff that I didn't like about it. Like I wanted to be like a perfectionist, like. Um, I don't know, like respect towards girls. I wouldn't see that. I would be like seeing guys checking out girls, not bothering them. The gym was dirty. Uh, there was not a friendly environment. So after a couple of years, um, I started um, telling my girlfriend back when she was also personal training. I told you know what, we just open a little small gym, like tiny little place, just me and you, just do like um, personal training, just our clients. But I told her, you know what, but before we start, let's go to Juarez. I have, I have, this is a, a, a story I tell my trainers. So we go to Juarez, and I take it to a restaurant, and it's a real nice restaurant, La Diana. I don't know if you've been to it. And the waiter came to our table like five times. Do you need anything? This and that, blah, blah, blah. And then my wife was like, you know what, I think they think we're rich. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's customer service in, in Mexico. Like, sometimes I've had the experience in, in the U.S. that the waiters feel like they're doing you a favor. But when you go to Mexico, it's like they'll serve you. Do you need anything no matter what? You know, they work for it, you know. So I told my wife, 
my girlfriend at the, at the back then, I told her that's the type of customer service that we want at our gym. And she's like, okay, I got it. Just by seeing that with her own eyes, she's like, I, I see what you want to do. And when you come to our gym, none of the trainers use their phones. You get your towel, we stretch you out, we give you your weights. We just like baby the person. We'll talk to the person's family about their eating habits. We just make an impact on some on people like that. Wow. And, and you can tell, and I want to talk a little bit about how mm -hmm. um, the community that you guys have built, how, I mean, recently, um, obviously, they, they were able to come uh, to, to your aid mm -hmm. to help you out. And we'll talk about that. But mm -hmm. I want to go a little bit back that you talked about impact, right? Mm -hmm. um, how, if you look back at, not a lot of people talked about that or felt that way, especially at 50, uh, 19, 20, 25. Mm -hmm. Looking back, how do you think that maybe that started kind of like, Again, when I was that age, I, I was never thinking about helping others, maybe mm -hmm. uh, an impact, but it sounds like uh, you since the beginning, mm -hmm. since you're a very young age, you are already into that kind of mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, it starts when somebody does that for you. Like I remember I had a trainer who believed in me and told me, you're going to be a professional bodybuilder. And I was just like a skinny little kid. And I was just like, okay, you know, and looking back right now, I'm telling you, I was 16, this is like 25 years later, that person still impacted me. You know what I mean? And when I train a kid that's 14 years old, I tell myself in my head, this kid's gonna remember me. Like when he's in his 40s working out, he'll be like, I remember my first trainer, he taught me how to do this and all that. So I always remember that feeling and I'm like, I try to, you know what I mean? Put it on somebody like that. And all this because of that person impacting mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Tell me about you growing up. Did you also um, had uh, good role models mm -hmm. as far as uh, making sure? I mean, yeah. I can tell you're very courteous, mm -hmm. very friendly. Mm -hmm. uh, did you have any other examples aside from that? You know, my parents were really hard workers. Um, we never had like businesses, but we, I mean, uh, big time businesses, but they would be selling used refrigerators, used washing machines, um, steel drums for water for people in Juarez. Um, and they were always a team, my parents. It wasn't like machista or my mom. It was always a team. And I grew up and my wife and I were a team like that too. You know, we complement each other. And just seeing that example with my parents, you know what I mean? Like really like I brought this to my marriage. You know what I mean? Wow. That's really... Now talking about now the, the business mindset, mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of trainers, mm -hmm. of course. And what made you want to become an actual uh, gym owner? Now, you mentioned that maybe you saw things that you didn't like that you want to implement. However, that mindset, I mean, you can fix that, but that owning a gym, it takes it to another level, right? Mm -hmm. So did you always, because of your parents, kind of like had this business mindset of, you know what, I'm going to open it, yes. I'll be successful. Is that what it was? You know what, I tell this story to my, to my wife. When I was doing the 9-to-5 job, you know, you, without realizing, I don't know if it happened to you and your parents, but without realizing it, you feel like your parents trained you for being your own business owner without realizing it. Because I remember that I was in 9 to 5 and I was just doing, my whole life consisted of looking at bank contracts, making sure which bank it was and what requirements it needed. If not, I would call a customer, hey, you need to bring your driver license. It's like babysitting. And was, yeah, I was just like, I'm not doing anything with this. You know what I mean? Well, wow, and it's it's really neat how you were able to not only like bring in your passion, but also because to to open up a business, mm -hmm. you have to trust it, uh, in yourself. Mm -hmm. You need to have an idea yeah. of, uh, of of what you mm -hmm. want, and again, that trust and confidence in yourself yeah. has to be on top, right? Mm -hmm. So, talk to me about your first gym. I know you mm -hmm. opened your first gym mm -hmm. after how many years mm -hmm. uh, training as yeah. a uh, in so regular gyms? You know which um, I was going to tell you a story too. Mm -hmm. One of my friends back then when I was personal training 
I was doing that was after I left my nine to five job. He told me I was about to buy my first BMW. I was had a little Sentra and I was like, I'm gonna get a three series BMW. I was about to buy it. And then my friend was at the gym and he told me, Before you buy it, read this book. And I'm like, I don't read books, bro, sorry. And he's like, Well, will you listen to it if I buy it for you? And I'm like, Ah, oh, I guess. All right. So the first book that I read was Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever read it. Yes, sir. But I was like I got it and I started listening to it and I brought my my girlfriend at the time and we're like we're gonna sit on it we're gonna sit you're gonna sit here and you're gonna listen to this book both of us how old were you again like 27 huh 27 yeah. is when I got the hang of it and she was 20 what 28. yeah 28 she was 20 and that's when we started getting into it we started getting addicted to the self-help books like we would um go to Phoenix read a book on the way over there an audiobook discuss it on the way back read another audiobook but we just like started reading from good to great all the malcolm gladwell uh, books just a bunch of stuff out let me ask you this and, and and this is because i i noticed this um with friends and personal i first of all that friend that told you about that book Mm -hmm. And not only that, because you told me, you know what, I don't read books. Hey, if I buy it to you, mm -hmm. kudos to that friend. To be honest with you, I mean, you, you, right now you're just sharing that story. Mm -hmm. But as I'm thinking, like, do I have friends like that? Mm -hmm. First of all, with a different mindset that, hey, maybe I, I can give you some advice. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, hey, this is this, uh, well, mm -hmm. that important for you to, to like, that you're going to mm -hmm. get value from that. So, mm -hmm. again, that just talks about that relationship yeah. that you had even back then. So. Well, you know what happens, too, when you start um, doing stuff, right? You start meeting different people mm -hmm. and it's crazy how they all have read the same books you start reading more people and you start getting more attracted to that and leaving your old drinking buddies out you know then they're still doing the same thing at 40 years old wow you know what i mean it's but very that's what's interesting that you're talking you. about this because i mean that's that, mm -hmm. that's something that i also realized um it's it's been a while but I'll, I'll be quite honest with you. My parents like didn't have that mindset uh, for us. It was just eight to five. It's okay as long as you do good. Mm -hmm. As long as you're the best at your job, mm -hmm. you're good. Mm -hmm. um, and that's when, like, after uh, many years, you're like, okay, I get it. I'm good, mm -hmm. and I'm getting, um, I'm making good money. But then, what's next, right? Yeah. Am I going to retire at 65 and enjoy mm -hmm. those years? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like when you read now, when you incorporate those type of books. You're like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So it's not only me thinking about it, but there's other people and there's kind of like a path, right? Mm -hmm. Not that we're inventing something new, but there's already people yes. doing it. Um, my uh, question that I have for you, Shane, and this is something that all of us, when we read a new book or, or, or all of us have that initial motivation of, yes, right now it's mm -hmm. really good, especially on the, when people just start working out, mm -hmm. they, they see Instagram pictures or a movie or something and they say, yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. And they're super mo uh, motivated and they start, right? Mm -hmm. And the same works for books or, mm -hmm. or self-improvement. Uh, How were you able to not only like leave it at that or just be uh, motivated for a couple of years, but you can tell that right now that's something that you consistently, that's the same mm -hmm. way that you have, yeah. uh, well, that mindset that you continue having mm -hmm. that mindset. How have you well, been able to do first that? First of all, you have to find something that's your passion because I've seen people uh, try to copy what I'm doing. And after a couple of years, you, don't, you stop hearing them, the business goes down or whatever. But I feel like when you're passionate about something, you find ways to improve it. You keep on improving it. And I've read a lot of um, cool faith-based books where they teach you how you have to run your own race. Don't worry about everybody else. Run your own race. Worry about yourself. You know, be positive. Help people out. It's like Christian karma. It'll come back to you. You know what I mean? Like, you know how you were like telling me about the Cinta de Oro and all that? Well, all our lives, we've always helped out other businesses with whatever we can, promoting it. Of course, we don't just promote anybody. 
but if we know that it's a, a respectable business that we know that we could put our name on it why not like like he's like can i leave posters at your gym yes anybody that oh, we never say no to anybody and it always comes back to you you know um if you guys have a chance read a uh, an author dr joe vitelli which book is that or, or he, just he has, all books? his books are amazing he talks about a story about how one time he took a different route to work right on his route to work he stopped by at a little deli he was like oh wow this is a cool deli he got in there he's italian he said i had the most delicious italian sandwich i had ever had since i was in italy it brought back memories so he says that he went back to his office and he started printing out some menus for the guy because he had like he, you could tell that he was not advanced technologically so he printed out some menus right he put them on the on the wall at the lunchroom and he said that the next day that he went that restaurant was packed that, that when he first went it was like one person but the next time that he went it was packed that the owner came and he told him you know what um you don't pay for anything anymore because thank you so much for everything you did you know so the whole book the author explains to you like how that's always good for you he says look how it came back to me he says that years later right he him and his wife needed to get a house but they had gone through some type of uh, financial trouble or something that they couldn't uh, get credit for a house. So the owner of that restaurant, owner financed the house to him. They, his old house that he had, he financed it to him. So he says, we didn't even have to get credit or nothing. How it came back to him 10 years later. Well, and, and that obviously you're doing right now with me. Is that something that, is that the biggest factor that you attribute to your success in uh, both in business and also your personal life? Mm -hmm. What other factors do well, you first, also count God, God's always, you know, been with us. Every day we pray on the way to work. Um, I pray around the gym. I read a lot of faith-based books. And sometimes, like I was telling my daughter, because my daughter is going through this emo stage, you know, she's 14 years old, and she's like, how do you believe in God? How do you know it's God, you know? And I tell them, I could tell you 20 stories of my life. And I could tell you, you could tell me right now, that's a coincidence. That's a coincidence. There's too many coincidences to have that. You have to tell them, it's God. It can be just a coincidence. You know what I mean? Wow. I, could, I could tell you a, a last week what happened to us with that check from Wells Fargo. Yeah. I worked in the car business for three years. And I have never seen a company re refund you a check cause you for your car. You know what I mean? Like you pay off the car. Sometimes you'll get like a $50 porque pagases the bank you paid a little bit more. Maybe because of the interest, uh -huh. because of the set payment yeah. that you had. Okay. So, so we got mean? a check in the mail for $800, huh? What? You're like, who gets checks $800 in the mail? And our electric bill was $800. The electric bill was $800. Really? Because we had gotten the electric bill and I told Lizzie, wow, $800? Because we weren't used to it because it's not refrigerator at the gym. So we're like, no, pues, no, it's a bigger building. We just have to take it, you know? Yeah. And then we opened that check, $800. Wow. You know what I mean? It's so funny that yeah. I have to share this story. I was, um, I have a full-time job aside from, from the hair salon, mm -hmm. by the way. So I was at work and um, I picked up the mail during lunch or break. I don't remember what it was. Maybe during work hours. Mm -hmm. Don't say anything. But um, I, I get the mail once every three weeks, whatever it is, right? And then I was I was looking through my mail, and then I got a bill from the electric company. I'm like, okay, let's see. Well, because I get the hair salon and I get from my house. I'm like, okay, let's see how much it is because of now, you know, let, let, let me see. Well, let, let me just see how much it is so I can pay it. And it was a check for $400, my original deposit on the, well, when you, when I yeah, first set up, I, I think it's a year, a year mm -hmm. and a couple months, and they'll return that mm -hmm. deposit. I'm like, 
Oh, yeah. that's pretty nice. Wow. You, you're, you're talking about that. Like, wait a second. Yeah. I also got to check like, yeah. just today. right? That's good. Man. I want to talk a little bit about um, that, that, that mindset piece because mm-hmm. I think that's that's key. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was telling you, I we, we haven't met before. Mm-hmm. Um, we This is our first time that we interact aside from uh, messaging. But I'll, I'll, I'll share with you guys that I'm a very private person. Even though I'm not shy at all, mm-hmm. but I I tend to post on my social media like once every three months, mm-hmm. maybe, right? Not because I'm shy, it's just I'm a, I'm a private person, mm-hmm. whatever it is, right? But then uh, when I had this idea, like I, I graduated from marketing and advertising, and you tell me like, you know what, I'm not promoting my brand. I have very specific goals, uh, five-year goal, 10-year goal, and you know what, I am not following what I know that I should be following because of many different reasons, right? Mm-hmm. One of them, again, once I put myself out there, like I'm out there, right? Like even if I delete it, it's out there. So whatever, and it's always going to be there. So like, oh, and then imagine at first, no one's going to watch my videos. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, I'm not doing it for that. But then I also want to see if, if it's only two videos, I'll be like, I mean, two views, I'll be like, mm-hmm. oh. Mm-hmm. But then you're talking about mindset. And that's yeah. when little by little, like, hey, why are you doing this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, if you really have a purpose, you know what? Mm-hmm. Everything else will uh, fall in place yes. later on. Yes. Um, and I really think so. So yeah. that now that you said that, I mean, that's exactly what... Um, I mean, it, it just kind of reinforces the way I've been thinking. So I just want to, mm-hmm. again, uh, I appreciate well, you for, for, for saying welcome. that. And again, you're proof again that you're... You know what? There was a, um, uh, uh, what was it, like a movie that we saw about the guy who, or uh, it was a video on YouTube maybe, but it was a guy who invented likes. And he says, my vision was to spread love. It wasn't to traumatize little kids and how come I didn't get likes or how come I didn't get views. It wasn't meant for that. And it's amazing how people get it like that, huh? I was talking to one of my one of my wife's clients. She's a, a teacher. She's a little chubby and she's so cute, you know. And she's always posting so much cool stuff about her dogs, about her cats. She made a a, a pool outside of her uh, in her house. It's on the kids' pool, kitty's pool. And she was like taking pictures in the summer. And I was telling her last time I was telling her, you know that I'm one of your fans. And she's like, what are you talking about? I was like, yeah, I look forward to your posts, like to see what you're doing. And she was like surprised. And I tell her, it's because you don't know who you're inspiring. Like we had talked about it yeah. earlier. And she tells me sometimes that teachers tell her, hey, I'm, I started working out because I started seeing your post. And I tell her, look, like, and you should see her. I mean, it's not like she gets a thousand views, you know, but she's so fun to look at. And you shouldn't be worried about that. You know, you like you said, you would be surprised how many people you impact. They have to. And, and you're absolutely right. As far as I, I consider myself to have very high self-esteem. So it's not about, oh, what are they yeah. going to think about me? It's just putting yourself out there, right? Yeah. Uh, kind of like that. Uh, yeah. What's going to happen? Uh, my first language is not English, right? I was mm-hmm. born also in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, okay. But I also know that I need to improve my communication skills. So like, mm-hmm. guess what? This yeah. is what it is, mm-hmm. you know? So um, yesterday I was talking to a friend. I was letting him know um, when I first started this, it, it's been a couple months already. He actually came, we had a conversation, we kind of were testing equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yesterday I told him, you know what? Um, I actually have Shane and Lizzie Martinez that they're gonna come and they're gonna do it. And um, and then he replies and said, oh, you know what? Well, congrats, I, I didn't think you were gonna do it. Wow. And I was like, and, and, and even though it was like <laughs> yeah. very, I mean, yeah. it was just a comment he made, yeah. but it made me think like, why? Because yeah. I, I, one of my, the, the reasons why my self-esteem is very high is because every time I say I'm gonna do something. Yeah. I, 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 I try my mm-hmm. best to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So 
by him saying that, like, oh, I wonder, mm-hmm. like, what made him say that? What made him say that? You know, mm-hmm. not maybe that it hurt that, me. He's but known people. Maybe he's known people that have said that and not done it. Uh huh. You know what I mean? He didn't mean it to hurt you. Yeah, no, of course. And that's kind of like the biggest challenge. I want to talk about that as well with you. That, like you said, that you not that I want to leave my friend. This is a really good friend, and he's he's really uh, good when it comes to like uh, trust and and confidence and helping me out. But how were you able to make that transition to a little by little kind of like uh, kind of maybe like start talking to maybe not another group of friends, but maybe mm-hmm. knowing that, you know what, maybe this type of people, mm-hmm. I should just focus on, on the ones that bring value to mm-hmm. my life. How you was know, that process? So, you know what, subconsciously you do, but um, the more you read books too, it tells you to surround yourself by people that you look up to, stuff like that. And um, being a personal trainer, I've been blessed to have a lot of, successful business owners I have I train millionaires you know and people they want to help you out mm-hmm. you know what I mean they want to help you out um it's amazing like um sex I used to I wouldn't read self-help books because I was like I'm so sure and Melinda's gonna write a book and tell you how to be rich I'm so sure it's gonna happen you know yeah but the more that you meet people that are wealthy they want to help you you know like you do want to help just like exactly exactly Wow. I want to go back a little bit to, to your training days mm-hmm. when you got that motivation. T- tell me about the first gym you opened. I know that you closed down. I was listening to a mm-hmm. podcast that Lizzie uh, did, and, and she was telling about the process of you working towards opening that gym and then having to close it. What were the biggest lessons you learned from that experience? Yes. Um, the best advice is keep your overhead low. You know, um, sometimes um, I remember that the first rent that we had was 3000 and we were outgrowing it, you know. So I told my wife, let's go to a shopping center. So we went to a shopping center here in town. And it was one of the biggest mistakes. You know, um, towards the end of the lease, we were paying $8,000 a month. Wow. You know, our electric bill was one summer, it was $1,600 a month because we had two refrigerator air. And our trainers used to want a ref- refrigerator air all El Paso, but leaving the, <laughs> the door open, you know. And... You learn your lesson, like um, nobody teaches you how to be a business owner unless you have parents that have businesses, you know. Um, so you kind of like deal with it, the fregazos as you go, you know. And the more I've been reading too, it says that you learn more by doing that than in the classroom. Like, you know how they say these millennials after one year, they want to open their own business and they sometimes they fall on their, on their face. But guess what? That's a lesson that they wouldn't learn anywhere else. And that's what we've been doing. We've been learning. It's a, we're still learning stuff, right? Um, just serve your customers, whatever, whatever, um, business you do, serve, 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 you know, the Bible teaches us to serve each other. And I read a book that said, if you, even if you don't believe in the Bible, if you follow all the principles, Mm -hmm. you'll be a good business owner. You know what I mean? And that makes a lot of sense. Now, did you get discouraged, though, when you had to close down? Did you say, you know what, maybe it can go back to trainer, to becoming like yes. a regular trainer? And, and what is it that made you kind of like, okay, wait wait a second, mm. Let, let's go back to, to the original mm. goal. What made you go back to that? You know what, that? my wife was like 100% everything. Um, it's amazing how, it's what I tell my friends, sometimes we talk about that, like Jimmy, you know, guy talk, and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, they're like, look at her, look at her, this and that. I'm like, bro, you know what, when you've been with somebody, that has been with you when there's a thousand dollars negative in your bank account for months that you can't sleep because you don't know how to pay the bills you're not going to lose that trust by sleeping with a girl like whatever you know it's when you have find somebody that you can trust like that oh my god like it's amazing you know and my wife has always been even when we opened our first gym um she told me you know what just me and you we'll be the only trainers it's we don't need anybody else 
and we started it after that we when we moved and then pues yeah you just learn your lesson like we went back to a, a warehouse gym like you saw with half the rent that we were paying and super overhead super low wow i want to spend some time talking about your wife mm -hmm. um for anyone following you it's extremely evident mm -hmm. that you respect you admire mm -hmm. you love your wife so i really want to talk mm -hmm. about that when i was hearing that podcast that um that she did she talked about kind of like when you guys both were trainers mm -hmm. that you guys were saving money mm -hmm. to buy equipment and buy your own uh, equipment, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, wow, even though, again, it sounds, maybe you mm -hmm. guys don't realize, but like, were those people, you know, mm -hmm. were the girls that like, mm -hmm. the really focus on that, doesn't matter if I don't have mm -hmm. the, 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 like, the expensive things, we have a goal and this is what we're mm -hmm. doing. And again, everyone has that initial motivation, mm -hmm. but able to keep it. Mm -hmm. So when did you know that uh, she was the one for you, me, mm -hmm. for you? I guess, you know what, um, she was a younger than me and I was already focused on what I wanted with my life. And she would tell me like, she was still wanting to go out uh, to nightclubs or whatever bars. And I was like, you know what, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. And she was like, well, I'm not done. I, you, it's not fair. I went out already. You went out already and I haven't. And I'm like, well, if you want to go out, you go out by yourself but I, I'm not gonna be here waiting for you I'm like if you want to be with me you have to be on my same page I'm, I'm I'm done with that and this was at the beginning of your uh -huh. relationship yeah wow at the beginning of the relationship and she was like no yes let's do it and I told her, you want to be with somebody that's gonna work hard be loyal to you treat you like a princess are you gonna be with a kid that's gonna cheat on you every weekend to the nightclubs so you choose and she was like no I choose you and after that we just Wow. And, and and I have so many follow-up questions mm -hmm. as far as like, I'm sure that down the line you guys had kind of like, again, when, when maybe the first business did not work out or, or the, your or your first gym, kind of like how was she able to guide you and help you with, hey, mm -hmm. you know what, we still have this long-term goal, let's continue mm -hmm. at it instead of maybe, again, losing focus, losing that motivation mm -hmm. and doing something else. You know what, just having that little, I believe in you, well, it's amazing. You know, even... She didn't know anything about business. She didn't know anything about, I guess she was barely starting to be a personal trainer. I had like eight years of experience more than her. But just having that somebody believing you, you know, having that parent telling you like, you can do it. It's amazing how just having that belief will catapult you, you know? Nice. Senor, so, uh, following up with um, the conversation with your wife, what is some advice or how is it that you guys are able to work together? Mm -hmm. uh, of course you spend 10 hours at the gym, I don't know how many hours. And then after the gym and still have that really nice, that really good mm -hmm. uh, relationship that you guys have. You know what? You see your your significant other as, as your teammate and serving each other. You serve each other like crazy. Like if I have a tombstone, you put serving, serve each other. Because if I go downstairs, hey, baby, do you want something to drink? And she's upstairs. Hey, baby, do you need something? This um, She's at the gym. Baby, did you, did you drink your shake today? Just having that relationship with the, the other person, that serving attitude, psh, makes a big difference. Since day one, were you like this? Or did it kind of like, uh, I mean, did it I took think, a while? I think we were like that since the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh. Yeah, we worked at it too. Wow. Mm -hmm. nope. Well, congratulations again. Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, it's evident on, on both of you when I follow you. It's like, you know what? You can tell when someone's mm -hmm. like promoting an agenda, promoting something. Mm -hmm. But no, like the respect is there, the love, the admiration. Mm -hmm that you're in love with your mm -hmm. wife, not only love your wife, so it makes a difference. Mm -hmm. I definitely wanna talk about that. Mm -hmm. I do have many questions for your wife later on. And but the cultures are different, eh? It was yeah. challenging, the cultures are so different. Um, mm -hmm. Like she had to win over my Mexican mom. 
She was like, you know what I mean? Did, were you, was her family okay with you? Yes. Yeah. What, I, and I'm what, sorry, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm yes. looking at all surprised because at that yeah. point you were a trainer. Yeah. And since you had a job, I'm thinking like maybe they wanted someone more, more stable. More stable. Yeah. No, um, her parents are very low, low uh, maintenance. I think Hispanic parents are harder to right. please. And they believed in you right away as yes. well. Yes. Uh-huh. How, how many years, months did you guys date before getting married? Two years. Two years? Two years dating, two years engaged. Yeah, two oh, okay. years dating, two years engaged. And how long have you guys been married already? Ten years? Uh, eight years. Eight years. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about going back to your gym. Right now, uh, just to give some context, this is, um, tell me about the first shutdown, how you guys were able to deal with that. I'll tell you from my side, when we first shut down, we thought it was going to be two weeks. And then I, I was thinking to myself, oh, a little vacation from work, mm-hmm. so it's going to be great. I didn't know it was going to take two and a half months. Tell me about mm-hmm. the process. Uh, how is it that you guys were able to keep up the, the gym mm-hmm. closed for so long? And what was the hardest part about it? Man, that's a really good question. I remember that when the shutdown happened, when we knew it was going to take longer, we sat down. And the first thing we thought about was, let's look at what other gyms are doing. And I said, no, we're not. Wow. Let's do our own thing. I told her, let's do our own thing. Let's come up with something. So we had started t- thinking about doing uh, FaceTime sessions with our clients. And then somebody told us about Zoom. That Zoom people, stu- uh, teachers were using it. This and that. So boom, we started getting all our clients. Uh, we told them, you know what? Go get all the weights from the gym. So people were driving to the gym and picking up dumbbells, dumbbells, weights, you know. And they were mostly our personal training clients. So instead of buying their own equipment, mm-hmm. nope, we have equipment yeah. over here, take it home. We wrote everything wow. down. We wrote everything down, all the clients, what they took, everything. Um, they were super grateful. Uh, we started training them online on their living room. And we did that all, uh, all the time, yeah. Um, we just started getting innovative with the gym. Also, we started doing classes in the morning and the afternoon. For example, we would do uh, chest with Esteban in the morning at 8 a.m., followed by a 9 a.m. stretch class with Marlene. And then at night, for people that can't work out in the morning, 6 p.m., uh, arms with Shane, uh, 7 p.m., science with Neil, one of our trainers that's super smart, pre-med, you know? Wow. So we just started coming up with cool classes like that. We started getting following even from on other live. people on live, on Facebook Live. Yeah. And we started getting following from other gyms. Our social media grew. We were one of the first ones who did that. I started getting on social media, and I started telling trainers, if you guys haven't gotten on Zoom, get on it now. You know what I mean? I was just telling people, helping them out. Um, but yeah, it was it was hard, but we managed to do it. Um, we have this, we have um, over 800 members. We did have cancellations. Um, 70% of the members told us to keep it. Don't worry about it. Keep up the membership. Why? Because I feel when it's a locally owned business, the people, the owner, the, the, the people that see the owner all the time, that me and my wife always walk around saying hi to everybody, making sure it's a good atmosphere. I think when people see that, they have more feeling towards the owner. Right. You know and, I mean? and I think you answered my next question as far as it's more than evident that you guys have set up. It's not customer. It's, it's, it's a community. Mm-hmm. Aside from the things that you talked about, what else have you guys done to ensure that everyone feels like it's a family? Mm-hmm. Um, we try to encourage positive talk with the trainers. I told me even if it's not your client, pump them, pump them up positivity um respect at the gym too like if you notice if you have your girlfriend working out at the gym you're not gonna see a guy checking her out it's amazing like if, that's what's on my wife last week i was telling her that even if a girl's doing like booty kicks with her booty all in the air 
you'll see an open gym member go like this and then go back like that. Like you don't see them go like this. Wow. You know what I mean? And I've had trainers that have worked out at other gyms. I won't say other the names, but like there was a girl that says, you know what? I go to each machine and the guy follows me around or other guys following me. You know what I mean? I'm like, I tell my wife, or we'll see a girl doing some um, booty thrust or something. I'm like, oh, that, that girl could not be doing that at that gym. You know what I mean? Se la comen viva. Right. And that's because of that community sense that you have built since the beginning, mm -hmm. that that's the way you guys are running your, your community, your gym. So everyone respects us, of mm -hmm. course. And of course, the people that you have, mm -hmm. I mean, you can tell that everyone's you know involved. What? You learn, you learn from other, I've, I've always had the the mind, like you you learn from everybody. You never stop learning. Um, even though I learned a lot from the whole CrossFit community, because uh, CrossFit, are you familiar with CrossFit? Yes. Yeah. So CrossFit that. is a community. I failed. Uh, <laughs> it's a community They talk, they hang out on the weekends, you know? And I remember that I would tell my wife, that's what I want to create at our gym. I want to create that, you know, positivity that I even have a, a commercial that we did that our gym is different because when you don't show up, they call you. I'll send you the video. It's pretty cool. Uh, no, and, and, and it's different because you're trying different things, but it's not something that you're faking. You and your mm -hmm. wife, you can tell because yeah. everyone, I mean, from from watching other, uh, from reading books or watching uh, motivational podcasts, of course I can, again, for that moment, try to, hey, we're different. We care about mm -hmm. you. But then, again, you guys, mm -hmm. this is something that you make sure that you follow up on a daily basis. And not because you have to, but because that's the way you are mm -hmm. and your wife as well. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. been very neat. Um Senor, let me ask you this. Um, what has been your biggest accomplishment uh, looking back in your personal life and in your business life? Hmm. Personal accomplishment, I guess, going to college, being the first person in my family to go to college. Um, and family or business? It's up to you. Both, if you if you can. Plus, I guess business, being a business owner with over 900 members. Never in my life did I imagine I was going to have something an 18,000 square foot gym, you know? And I guess a good accomplishment that I just came to mind was that we didn't finance anything. Like we bought everything cash. You know, uh, we read that book that reached that portal, like you said in the beginning, that for eight months we ate ramen noodles, uh, Redbox, remember Redbox? Um, we would save $1,000 a month. So we saved $8,000. We started buying used gym equipment, you know, on Craigslist. And boom, we started with our gym and just customer service and cleanliness. And every time we get more money, we put it back in, buy another machine and another machine. So the, one of the biggest accomplishments that I could say is that we never asked for loans, never asked for money. Everything was paid cash, you know. And with that, I can also say that, do you consider yourself maybe that um, that believing yourself, uh, obviously from your wife as well, believing in, in both of you, the goal that you guys had? I mean, do you see that as, as an accomplishment as well? Oh, yeah, sure. It's a blessing. Let's talk a little bit about the second shutdown, sir, mm -hmm. um, before I, I, I let you go. Mm -hmm. um, talk to me about, well, you, you never had a second shutdown. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's yeah. talk about, because uh -huh. I did, yeah. <laughs> for three weeks. Uh, you guys been around uh, doing interviews. Um, I was reading one for the El Paso Times that mm -hmm. you guys did, and you guys had a lot of supporters, mm -hmm. again, from people outside your community, mm -hmm. but you also had a lot of detractors, right? Yeah. And I was reading some of the comments, of like, oh, those, those <laughs> are kind of harsh. So um, before I let you go, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? What, what is kind of like now that you have, I know you had a, a uh, you recently um, had your, your own podcast about kind of like how the gym is essential and you kind of like mm -hmm. give you know, your your take on that. But do you mind sharing with uh, with me again, what is your take on those detractors? What is it that maybe they didn't understand that maybe you would like to explain as far as why is it that you, you guys chose to leave it open? Uh -huh. 
You know what? When you're in the gym or when you're in a business, you see the customers, the clients, and you see how it impacts the business, impacts a person. Um, we have soldiers. We have um, telling us that they have PTSD, that they have um, have had members saying that they were uh, alcoholics and the gym is something that they escaped. So you start seeing all these little stories, and that's part of your motivation to stay open, you know? Um, I thought so, the second shutdown, I was like, oh, thank God, two weeks, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be able to sleep. I'm not going to have to get up at 3.30. And my wife's like, we're not shutting down. And I'm like, <laughs> it's, what do it you was mean? your like, wife's yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, she's like, we're not shutting down. Yeah, she's the, she's the big, I tell her she's the boss. And I was like, we're not shutting down. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> right? I was like, I'm not going to have to wake up at 3.30 anymore. But what no. are your thoughts specifically on those people with those negative comments? Um, you know what? I always think of, I, my mind's always racing and things like that. I always try to find an excuse for somebody. I'm like, mm -hmm. that person must be unhappy with their lives. Like yeah. um, the owner of FitFam texted me and he's like, do you know this profile? Right? And it was a screenshot of a, a page that was also making fun of me and they were making fun of FitFam. Oh. And I told him, bro, ignore them. Ignore them. Everybody wants to be the next fit fam. Look, they have like five likes. I'm like, ignore them. And she's like, yeah, you're right. I'm like, I feel bad for someone. Or even like at the stoplight last last weekend, I was with my daughter. And the light turned green. And this lady just honks her horn. Da, da, and I tell my daughter. I was like, look, imagine how unhappy this lady is at 8 in the morning. That one second on the green light, her world collapses. I'm like, imagine how bad her life is right now. You know what I mean? And that's what I do with people. I might just tell myself, Lena, they must be unhappy. Yeah, that's what it is. I, I, I Let me share with you as far as, like, I, I kind of understand both sides because mm -hmm. both of them, I mean, like I told you, I have a full-time job that I'm working from home. So, of course, being at my house, mm -hmm. bringing in checks, yeah. I mean, it's nice and everything, right? But also having the business, mm -hmm. knowing that hairstyle is deep depend on yes. the on, on it being open and it's funny how everyone's saying oh every everything should shut down mm -hmm. like everyone's working from home yeah. i have not heard like you know let's shut down from a business i didn't qualify for any of the grants yeah. any of the loans uh -huh. anything like that so like i i was able to because of my job still have the the, the hair salon open but it's funny like you said what you do is kind of like think about the other person kind of mm -hmm. like you know let's let's uh let's also think maybe what they're going through but then the people that are quick to judge or quick to mm -hmm. oh no you know what they're just looking for money mm -hmm. like they don't know the other side mm -hmm. and not they're not never gonna know the the other side mm -hmm. the full other side mm -hmm. but at least like hey is there a reason why let's, yeah. let, let's not jump to conclusions yeah. or to criticize that oh my god they're just looking for money yeah. you know what it's i not. feel like my wife is like getting like she wants to talk about this because she got attacked <laughs> bad yeah. i do have a really yeah. good question you know what um <laughs> we didn't get any help either mm -hmm. you know i tell my friends dude if i was making the money i was making at home i'd be like take your time yeah. dude i'm gonna watch game of thrones again from <laughs> season one you know what i mean take your time whatever but no like we weren't getting any help um we have bills to pay like the, the electric bill and everything just got postponed they didn't get like you know what i mean it wasn't free stuff like that um we had expenses and some people I mean, we know that it's a pandemic and we know that it's sad that people are going through, but would you rather die of hunger? Like, we need to feed our families, we need to pay our, our stuff too, you know? Yeah, and also from the list of hotspots, I mean, it, it's mm -hmm. not even nowhere near yeah, like that's the what supermarkets, was, yeah. everything else. And then kind of like the positive outweighs the negative mm -hmm. big time. So mm -hmm. definitely, I, I do want to have a lot more questions for your wife because mm -hmm. I know she was kind of like the, the face of yeah, the gym. Uh -huh. Um, let me just ask you two more questions because mm -hmm. I know you guys, um, again, um, it's a Friday night, by the way, and I'm sure you guys have better things yeah, to do no, than maybe no. being here. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Señor, how do you see how do you see yourself in five to ten years? What are what are your short and long term goals? Um, you know what? I've I've read books that ask you that, and I've never really like think about it like that. Yeah, I sure. just I just go with the flow, and I've lived so peaceful like that. Whatever God puts in my head, my in my in front of me, I'll take advantage of it. Every opportunity that He gives me, I take advantage of it. And I don't know. I just live happily and peaceful like that. Wow! It, uh, I'm very surprised to hear that. Mm -hmm. and, and let me tell you why. I, I I heard this, and it makes sense. I I consider myself a really happy person. And when I think about why, it's because I always have a goal. Mm -hmm. And 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 like this right now, like the fact that I can't sleep thinking about it, or or I wake up thinking about that, that makes me so happy. Mm -hmm. And you saying kind of like. You know what? I don't have plans. Of course, you have things that you have mm -hmm. to accomplish and do. But you know what? I, I'm just happy like this. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that's mm -hmm. that's a good take on it. I wonder, like, why? Or I mean, that's a whole mindset mm -hmm. uh, thing. But I just I just wanted to share that mm -hmm. with you. That that was that's kind of mm -hmm. um, good to hear. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. Let me ask you the last question that I have for you, sir. And this is more uh, in for kind of like our community. What is one thing that you love about El Paso and one thing that maybe, let's not call that you dislike, but maybe that you would like to improve? I'll start with uh, dislike. Okay. No, I guess. Let me let me just say, aside from food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is it that you like and then kind of like something that you dislike or want to improve? Okay, something that I don't, dis uh, that I dislike about our city is that, I mean, hopefully it's already going away, but our prices are not nearly as high as other cities you know um, we have friends that are trainers in other states cities and they make $80 an hour um, and we give I could tell you right now three times better service than them like I text my clients send me your meals for the day what are you eating they text me picture message me their meals I'm at their 24 hours they call me I'm not motivated you know like we go above and beyond the person so over the years, we've had to adjust our prices. We've had to adjust our whole gym, our business model. Um, right now we have a gym that we charge $20 a month. Um, and anybody else that you add extra is only $10. And myself, I'm like, we're, I could, I would pay 40 like bucks. Like the quality yeah, of Yeah, I would it. pay 35, 40 bucks. Mm -hmm. You know, we have towels for our members. We have showers, we have cleaning crews. We have above and beyond, you know, uh, uh, facility, but we cannot charge what other cities charge. And I have a friend of mine that's a hair salon, as a hairstylist, right? And he goes to Houston once a month. And I tell him, why do you go to Houston once a month? He's like, Shane, in one weekend, I make more money than the whole month in El Paso. Wow. And he's like, and I tell him, but why aren't you not scared? Like, oh, like, when I go to Houston, you go to Starbucks and there's Lamborghinis outside. And he's like, no. He's like, Shane, if you make a business work in El Paso, you can make it work anywhere. And I tell him, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, look, in Houston, there's so much money that all the hairstylists are lazy. Like, they don't promote themselves. They don't do anything. In El Paso, you have to be on it. You have to be promoting, like you, what you're doing with a salon. If you don't do that, you won't survive. Well, guess what? In other cities, they don't do that. You know what I mean? But that's what's something that I've, you know, I pray that uh, El Paso gets out of that. Before you tell me what you love of El Paso, let me ask you. You don't think that compensates kind of like the, the cost of, 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 of mm -hmm. trainers or maybe other services with our mm -hmm. cost of living? You know what? Yes. Yes and no, because San Antonio is um, almost the same as us as far as cost. I mean, you can go as expensive as you want. Mm -hmm. But um, I have friends that are in other cities that tell me that no. It just depends what you want to do, you know. Um, 
Yeah. Well, I don't even want to tell you what uh, what we charge in the hair salon. Every hairstylist has at least 15 years of experience. I won't tell you the, the price, but it's really low, right? Uh -huh. But then I I have also friends that have that mindset that, hey, I even guarantee the quality. If you don't like it for some reason, you get your money back. Just uh -huh. like that. That's that's how, how much trust we have. Uh -huh. You know how much, well, you know how many people have uh, kind of like asked for a refund? Zero. Wow. Yeah, just like that. Sometimes when, when maybe at the beginning we, we had some, some issues that someone was not complaining about the quality, but other stuff, mm -hmm. you know what, here's your money. Like, I, of course, you're welcome, yeah. but I also want you to make sure that customer thing. service. We do the same thing. When they want to cancel, I tell my wife, just don't charge because we, we have a $50 cancellation. Mm -hmm. I'm like, just don't charge them. I'm like, they don't want to be here. They're not going to be here. It's just a mindset thing, right? And then, like, I get my, my, my let me tell you right now, the, the her, uh, haircut for a man, uh, for men and kids, it's $10. It's nothing. I have courtesy drinks, not the cheap drinks. I It's Michelob Ultra. Wow. I have, I don't even have Bud Light yeah. in the hairstylist. They said, hey, how come, like, mm -hmm. you shouldn't be, hey, so it's, it, it's yeah. an investment. Yeah. It's an investment. It's going to pay. It's the same mm -hmm. as marketing, right? Mm -hmm. And is. why is it that I don't have Bud Light? I have Michelob Ultra? Because I don't like Bud Light. Yeah. Same thing mm -hmm. and, and, and I'm not going to give yeah. something that I don't like just because it's cheap, right? Yeah. Now, I also have to learn from that because then, are you profitable? You're not. How much is your mm -hmm. cost? Can I uh, maybe charge a little bit more? Maybe we used to charge less than that, by the mm -hmm. way. So definitely a conversation that hopefully we can follow up, me and mm -hmm. you. But uh, Shane, I just want to thank you for your time. Again, thank you so I, much. I will forever be grateful. The fact of you answering me mm -hmm. and, and then we just setting it up. You being here on a Friday night, I know that you guys wake up very mm -hmm. early. I know you guys work a lot and you by saying, yes, you know what, I, mm -hmm. um, let's help you out. Mm -hmm. You know, with, without even knowing you properly, um, that just talks volume about you guys. So thank you so much. Thank once you so again. much. Eh? Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. That's all I have.